0: new world-first vehicle weight matrix software. Know your weight at petters.com.au. Margo Parker, what a massive week it's been for our man. Gordy tallis certainly Not, has i'm looking at front page articles of him doing the beautiful photo shoot with uh, his lovely partner Gemma. i'm watching him get up and get presented a blazer by wally lewis at the hall of fame the I'm,
1: raging bull has turned to mush oh he's just a
0: real <laughs> sappy sort of loved up human being at the moment
1: <laughs> the raging caramello koala bear <laughs>
2: oh,
0: <laughs> we better get him on if we're insulting him uh, morning Gordy tallis been a big week for you my friend
2: yeah, it's been uh, it's, it's been a great week, hasn't it? Obviously, uh, personal my uh, personal and professional life sort of combined. So it's been it's been fantastic. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't want next week to come. Actually, is there I'll one that outweighs the, the other? Um, both of them are super important. Um, but family overtakes everything. Great. We better just explain
0: what's <laughs> happening here because I looked at a photo that your uh, beautiful partner Gemma put up on her Instagram and there was a hashtag at the end of it, at the Hall of Fame night, where she was saying how proud she was of you being inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, and it said hashtag fiancé.
2: Yes. So yeah. what's your current marital no, status? N- <laughs> no, not 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 no, not, not married, but we were in Vegas, we had a heap of friends there, and we thought we'd do the silly thing as you do in Vegas. Yeah, man, and have one of those and go to get an Elvis and get married in front of an Elvis. <laughs> yes. No, we have got too much respect for our mums and our mm. family to uh, to do it. And we're planning a family, and we got our uh, and we got our young kids to think of. So. But basically, mate, we'll, uh, we'll do a private little ceremony sometime in the near future.
0: Okay, well, I'll look out for we'll look out for our invites to oh, that in the meantime. Oh, for an invite. <laughs> hey, Gordy, hey. just take us through Hall of Fame night, mate, a very special occasion. Yeah. I know how humble you are with stuff like this, and I know how much respect you have for the game, so I can only imagine how you were yeah. feeling in that room on that night.
2: Yes, yeah, and when I first found out, say, I don't know, two weeks ago now, I was like, oh, and, and I wasn't, oh, yeah, I was sort of embarrassed, I'm thinking, yeah, look, I've... Being retired, it's not going to change my life. And then I walk into the SCG on Wednesday night and Bob McCarthy come oh. up and said, oh, mate, welcome, um, mate, you deserve it. And then all of a sudden it sort of hit me and then all the legends were there and then where the game started and then... To see how nervous everybody was, and I'm talking about the Darren Lockiers and the Mel Meningas and guys that have achieved so much, and you got Bob Fulton, Wally Lewis, Andrew Jones, you've got all these guys there. And our game isn't the greatest at recognising, you know, the great work that some players have done and the sacrifices they have made. But um, you know, with the speech, obviously, everybody's mum and dad and their family and their partners have always been a big part, you know, of the ups and downs um, of any sportsman's life. But to see Mel Meninga sit there and didn't realise that his name got called out. Then having breakfast with him the next day, and then he was, like, still shocked. And this is a guy that's gone on four kangaroo tours. So Mm. it was a really cool night, and the game got it right. To do the three uh, pre-war and the two post-war was fantastic, and... uh, you know, it was one of those nights that you were just happy to be there and glad to be part of it.
0: Moving on, because we, we know how proud of you we are, the Broncos let a big opportunity go on Thursday night. It was interesting that Wayne had the crystal ball out during the week and predicted that it was a danger game. And when you laughed last week when I said he, Wayne had said he didn't know whether they were premiership contenders, I asked him why during the week, and, and this is what he said was the reason why he's not quite sure yet whether they are the real deal. Well, our worst performances this year have been against teams outside the top eight. We've got to beat teams that we can beat. That's our next step. That's why he doesn't know yet, Gordy, whether they're Premiership contenders. Eight out of their, so five out of their eight losses this year have been against teams below them, the Broncos, and they let a big one slip again on Thursday night.
2: Well, they don't play in the final series. How good's that? So they're going to win. <laughs> so they beat everybody above them and they can't beat people below them. When the final eight's finished, they're all below them. They are inconsistent. You know, we watched them against the Warriors and then they bounced back against Penrith and. Penrith were tired after Origin, and then they had a gritty win against Sharks. But the Dogs have been in turmoil off, but they're a proud club, Sam, and that was the best performance they've had all year. Everything clicked for them, but uh, mentally, Brisbane have got to be better. It's not physically, I suppose. They're talking to you know the great minds of the game, you know, and they're always critical of their halves of putting them in good positions after sets and finishing and making it harder for the other team. And, I don't do it. And Nick Arima said that he wants to own this team, and I don't think that he's owned it yet. And same with young Milford. So those two guys have to want to own this footy side, and someone's got to be dominant. And it's as simple as that. Now until they get dominant, they're going to have those performance.
1: Well, Gordie, uh a halves pair that have been dominant and were brilliant last night, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds for Rabbitohs, uh, mm. who are dominant. You know, they're number one on the table. Um, they gave it to the number two team, uh, Melbourne Storm. What an outstanding game.
2: Oh, high-quality game. Mm. Mm. Order. Look, Storm don't give up leads when they did, and Cook broke the game open. I don't know what the time was, but it was late. It was in the last 20 minutes, that run. But it's who he beat. He run around Billy Slater. Yep. You know, South have been tinkering along, and a bit like the question you asked, Wayne, Bennett, I reckon South are thinking, are we good enough to win the title? So we're there, and we've beaten sides that we should beat, and we've lost a couple of games, but are we good enough? Well, last night showed that South Sydney are good enough to win the competition.
0: Gordy, I loved watching last night. He's done it a few times this year. Campbell Graham, you know that uh, I call AFL footy, and I love when rugby league, looks at another sport and says that's a weapon we could use. He rose up and took the ball at its highest point with arms extended again last night, uh, set up a try and he did it a few weeks ago against the Bulldogs where he scored a try from doing that. I just reckon that's something where the game has an opportunity to get even more exciting tries coming by taking the ball at that highest point rather than try to take it on the chest all the time.
2: Yeah, look, uh, and it's something that they work on, but it's just obviously all your life, you know, we've been to catch it on our chest because you protect yourself because there's a collision coming after it where Normally, an you know, AFL like they're both running in the same way to get the ball on and someone's back and back. But it's certainly a skill. Melbourne Storm, obviously, because where they live, are very good at it. Mm-hmm. They are the leaders, but most clubs have adopted it now. And I know that their outside backs work really hard on, you know, what they call a grab above their head. It's certainly a weapon that's very hard to defend.
1: Gordy, I want to talk about your beloved Titan. They're mm-hmm. playing they're playing against the Eels this afternoon, Super Saturday, and uh, there's been talk of Corey Norman potentially coming to the Titans. Now, my source tells Whoa, me look out. that Garth Brennan wants him there for his on-field influence, but Rebecca Frizzell and Daryl Kelly don't want him there for his off-field influence. Can you tell me whether I'm correct or not and what you think about Corey Norman potentially coming to the Titans and do they need him?
2: Most clubs need him, but I, I've got to agree on the Matty John show on Thursday night. We read out a statement from Daryl Kelly, who doesn't want him there, and obviously with what the Titans went through a couple of years ago with the drug scandal, he and then he's got a right, he owns the club, and they want to build a better culture. So Corey Norman, is he a bad guy? No. Would I have him if I was in my footy side? Yes, but I don't make the decisions. I don't pay the bills. So whatever Daryl, um, Garth, Brennan, and... Rebecca Frizzell go with, I will back them 100%. And the culture is they don't want to play like that in their organisation, even though what is Corey, he's, playing, what is, he's never been charged with anything. Yeah. Is he a bad guy? I would say no. That, has he broken a lot? Well, I don't know, and I haven't heard of that, but the image is more important. And the Titans, mate, I back them 100%, mm. you know, to where we are, and it's a hard market for Gold Coast, and they don't want him. I'm all for that as well.
0: Uh, Gordy. just quickly, if you were captain of the Broncos and over the last couple of weeks, two players have uh, been seen pulling the hair of opposition players, would that be something that you'd encourage or discourage?
2: <laughs> I'd like them to try to pull mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what, mate? It's, if someone's got long hair and it's sort of sportsmanship, but when Milford last week pulled, pulled one of the hairs and sort of ran away, I thought he would well, have got a week or a letter and he didn't. So, look, it's not good. It's not sportsmanlike and the game's you know, probably would frown upon it. And what has Maguire got? He's facing a week for doing it because they didn't learn last week. When Milford did it, he dodged it. And, you know, you'd think that you would have learned from that, but they didn't.
0: Good news is, though, that they will be working on their Chinese burns and nipple cripples at training. So it's going to be a big week at Broncos training. Gordy, get up there at Red Hill. Hey, mate, uh, thank you so much for your chat. Uh, Congratulations again on the Hall of Fame. Congratulations again on your engagement. Uh, We can't wait to get our invites to the wedding there, Margot and I. Uh, We'll have a great weekend, mate. We'll chat to you next week. Cheers, guys. See you soon. We hope you enjoyed the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Catch them Saturday mornings from 10 on Triple M. And if you miss the show, catch up with just a tap on the Triple M app. Brought to you by Petters Weight Matrix. See petters.com.au.